Welcome to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. Innovative technology simplified with the Encore Systems designers, Jeff Grove and Clark Von Trotha. Here's your host, Luke Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Encore Audio Video Podcast. I am your host, Luke Anderson. With me, as always, Jeff Grove, Clark Von Trotha. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, Today... We are going to hit a topic that we hit every so often, but it requires uh, revisiting because technology constantly yeah. improving um, the elements that go into it uh, are, are having new features, new elements, new, new things. Uh, this is also probably one of my favorite things to discuss because every time we do it, <laughs> I get to imagine my own perfect home theater. Get to live vicariously through if the I, conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen the 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 home we're in right now, we're not ready for the home theater. But at some point, when I'm ready, we're doing a home we're theater. It's, it. It, well, just we'll get rid of the kids and turn their bedroom into it. We've <laughs> got a few years for that, but whatever it is. But today, what we're going to do is try to do an overview. So all the things that has to go through one's brain when they're planning out the home theater system. So if if you're if you're planning on doing this yourself, if you are interested in having the experts like Clark and Jeff uh, come in and design a system for you. We want to kind of walk you through all of the elements that you need to consider when considering a home theater. Yep. We're going to do kind of a, a quick overview because if we went into each topic, that's what the other podcasts are for. We can do those kind of one at a time. Yep. And that's what we do. So we're just going to kind of hit everything. So for more details, EncoreAudioVideo.com, EncoreAudioVideo showroom. We're actually in your guys' uh, theater here in the showroom right now recording this. Um, but that's really the best place to get that deep dive. Yeah. So let's let's start with uh, let's start with the 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 big overview. So if you want to build a home theater, the first thing you need is a space to build it. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what's what what are the considerations when thinking about even even just getting started and finding the right space for it? Well, ideally, you don't want something too tiny. Sure. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to entertain very many people in a space that's really, really small. Now, the the home theaters that you guys do are—is that typically the reason somebody's putting in a home theater is for entertainment purposes, or do you have the people that are just the audio video files that want to have a dedicated space Both. for themselves? Okay. Both. Yeah. 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 There's 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 just as many people that that just really love this. They don't really want to go to the theaters anymore, and um, they they want a space of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many cases, that's the people that, that want the better performance as well. Just as often we have, hey, we have a family. Uh, we would love to have them be here and not elsewhere so we can make sure that the kids are, are being monitored in a way that is healthy and having them in their own house in a space that's protected is better. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so when you say looking at the space, you want to have enough room. Is that even if you're just building it just for yourself, having more space available lets you do more with the audio, more with the video? Is, is Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, the scale of it is different, you know I mean? So if yeah. you're doing a small space, you can do a theater room. But to Jeff's point, you know, it's, it's, it's less immersive oftentimes if you can go with something that's a medium or larger size space, both audio and video-wise, sure. size of screen, amount of speakers you have, uh, and so on. Um, and the scale of the speakers, in, in terms of audio, you know, you can obviously go larger with speakers in a larger space than you can in a smaller space. So, 
Excellent. Yeah, you're kind of going in and out a little bit. Just pull the microphone a little closer to your face. There we go. And see I if that works for you. Cutting for a sec. There we go. Yeah, that but that's good. the main reason for that. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, scale scale of space ultimately is based on the conversation we're having with the, the customer. You know, what what is it you're after? Because in some for some people a, a fifty five or sixty five inch TV might be enough. Yep. And for other people, a hundred and ten inch projector and screen is not even close to enough. Okay. But we have to make sure that the room can accommodate whatever they're after. And the same can be said for audio, speakers, number of speakers, placement of speakers. So so just kind of getting a having a dialogue about what makes sense based on their expectations sure. is a good great place to start. And for it to be considered a home theater, I mean, I know that there's probably a loose definition that that varies on on all of this, but I would imagine how the space is used, again, driven by the customer. Some people use it just as a dedicated movie theater. Other sure. people are using it for sports and for gaming and for other entertainment. That I'm sure that is a big factor of whether or not the screen is retractable or you know sure. something that is is more hidden or it's yeah. you walk in and we want to hit you over the head this is a dedicated uh theater room where maybe the this we've talked about this before with uh you know how you want your sound to look is a yeah. great podcast to listen to but some people want to have the speakers where i bought the biggest baddest speakers and i want you to see them <laughs> uh-huh. and other people want them to be completely invisible and everything in between yeah so when you're talking about multi-use how how does that conversation really go from a from a ten thousand foot level it's really just exactly that what is this a dedicated screening room for for watching predominantly movies or, or maybe some sporting events tv that kind of stuff or is it going to be more than that yeah you're going to play games in there and, and then when you're not using the space potentially for screening playing video games whatever it might be what else is it used for? Yeah. So, so is this a multi-purpose application? What we would call more like a, a, a multimedia type of room, or is it a dedicated space just for the the audio video system? Yeah, and, and all of that plays a part. And the type of the display you use, uh, certainly, like if you're a gamer, and some of the features that we're going to look for might vary. Some versus, hey, somebody's just going to watch movies. Um, so that's a that's a piece to it as well. Well, I think that's one of the the dreams we all have when we're a kid playing Super Mario Brothers, right? Is that you get hmm. that theater room where you can have Mario the same height as you are in real life uh, running down, yeah. stomping on uh, Goombas and whatever it is. How different is it for the the gaming experience? Is there a different display that you'd recommend compared to the, the theatric yeah, theatrical I mean, experience at home. Well, theatrical touches on this too with high frame rate. When you're watching film, and there's and there's certainly um, frame rate considerations due to latency and so forth when you're gaming. And then some of the latest gaming has additional considerations to take advantage of, certainly in the 4K space for video. And so all those feature sets are important when you're choosing the display. Yep. Uh, Takeaway with that um, is to just make sure you're you're checking out the boxes that are needed for that particular client and, and whatever they're wanting to do with the system. Okay, so if we have the we have the space right, and you kind of talked about this uh, briefly, I believe, Jeff, but talking about the the size of the screen that you're going with, and the advantages of of you know switching from the different types of television displays, whether it's OLED or or whatever, and then going to different types of projectors. At what size? 
does TV no longer become an option and what size, like there's probably an overlap where a projector yeah, for and sure. TV both make sense. For sure. Um, largest flat panel TV that's common at this point would be a hundred inch, okay. which is a lot of television. Um, you know, usually when you start getting beyond that kind of 85, 90 inch ish size on a, a panel TV is when a, a projector and a screen starts to make sense. Um, price wise, if nothing else. Sure. Um, and then the other big part of video, and we've touched on this uh, podcast in the past, is if you not only want maybe a larger image, but you also want the ability for multi-aspect ratio. Mm. So you want the ability where some of the films, when you're watching on a TV, have those black bars, and we want to be able to actually have a screen that is the appropriate height to get rid of the black bars and the appropriate width to not lose any of that image on the sides. And with the right projector and screens, we can do that very easily. Can't fix ratio on a television. You Makes get what sense. you get. They're all 16 by 9. So, yep. so uh, that, that's kind of the, just the quick two cents on, on video. But you know, ultimately, that's one, one part of the equation is the video side of it. When we talk about technology improving, um, there are multi-panel televisions that you can at least see, you know, sometimes you go out and, you know, check out the new sports book or, or whatever, where that's a really, you know, functional way to set things up. So you see the multi-panel that can be an entire wall of televisions, but, but kind of feel seamless. You get those big projectors that can do all kinds of different things. What's the, just the latest very quickly on, where the technology is, because we talk all the time on this podcast about how the technology improves and the price comes down. Yeah. So where are we with, what's the latest and greatest technology? So the latest technology with video is called, is called crystal LED or C-LED walls, which are basically panelized walls that you can make an entire wall be whatever you want in any aspect that you want in really high resolution. So 4K or beyond uh, with full HDR, Dolby Vision support. And so it's sort of the the ultimate kind of creating the hollow deck in your house as it were for those <laughs> Star Trek fans out there, but but effectively making an entire wall be the screen, yep. and then segmenting to your point, kind of like a sports bar situation. We've been able to do that for a while, but the nice thing is with control systems, they've they've um, embraced that a bit more. And certainly, the control system that we use, Control Four, um, has embraced that. So you can kind of create a sports bar if you really wanted to in your house through matrix yeah. switching and so on, where you can kind of tile the video how you want and move it around and, and have different things. So you can watch multiple games simultaneously, you know, cause Hey, that game's boring On to the next one kind of thing. <laughs> well, yeah. March, watch March madness and have all, exactly all 32 teams up there playing. Exactly. The Why would you want to watch this one game? Yeah, come on now. Come on. <laughs> so, um, but you can certainly do that. And then, uh, with video performance, um, both streaming has improved a lot. Um, even over the, over COVID, uh, peak time period and to now, um, and home video, physical media, um, the, the actual source itself has improved dramatically. So displays are, have always sort of outpaced source, oh, but sure. now sources are, have really started to, to close that gap. Okay. And with projection, laser projections, it's still the pinnacle. And is that getting more for, affordable? For, project, for projectors, laser is, is the yeah. pinnacle. Um, yeah, th- there's still a few companies out there that are doing lamp-based product if, if you want to scale those dollars back a little bit but it's it's not long before that's going to be gone okay um so you know it, it's predominantly 
laser, at least with what we're doing at this point. Less maintenance with laser too. You don't have to change yeah, bulbs. Right. You don't get that diminished quality. Right. It's that slow fade over time. Right. So if you're looking in that realm, it's probably worth at least considering the difference in price that exists now and know that that price is coming down as well. Yep. Yeah. One other interesting thing with laser that we've discovered is the, the whites, you know, just the white balance we call it of the image. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whites are white. They yep. don't over time, and different, this is really relating to other technologies to LCD and DLP and so forth. But the, oftentimes, uh, especially with LCD, we've noticed with lamp-based projection that you know the whites can yellow sure. over time as well. So the overall image quality is better. The collation of the image is better, meaning geometrically how it fits into the screen is better with projection. Um, and you can do a brighter, much brighter projectors now uh, with lasers. So. All right, so that's the video part. Again, if you're listening to this podcast and you want more details on any of it from sourcing to screens to whatever, these guys will honestly talk to you all day about it. <laughs> um, but we'll move on, uh, at least for now. Another topic that we hit very often is is the audio uh, portion of it. And I'm I, it keeps ringing in my head what you were saying earlier about just finding the space that you have and mm-hmm. having more room. Why does having more room allow you to do more with audio with the current audio formats where we we now have the option for three-dimensional surround sound uh, the terms dolby atmos or dts calls it dts x where where we can actually have sound moving in three dimensions so not just front back left and right but also up and down Mm -hmm. in all three planes when you have a slightly larger space, it gives you the ability for, frankly, more speakers, more channels in a way that isn't going to overblow the room. So, um, you know, if you have a really small room, sometimes those those Dolby Atmos type options might be too much. Okay. Um, you know, so if you're if you're trying to do kind of a a theater media setup in a basically a kid's bedroom. And, and, you know, the room is 12 by 12 or 14 by 14 or something like that. Well, and I've, if I've learned anything from you guys, we don't want perfect square rooms, well, right? We don't. yeah. Right, so you say 14 by 14, that is like, That's let's, a no-no. let's figure out how we can uh, angle one of those walls something. so that the acoustics work a little better, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but regardless, those are pretty small rooms, yep. and it, it's going to be hard to place speakers in a way that are that are going to really take advantage of any of those more advanced forms of surround sound today, which are available on pretty much any streaming platform you can think of. They're available on video games. Of course, if you're still a physical media person, you want to do your, your Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray, almost every title's there. So it it's available almost everywhere. Again, it kind of comes back to scale. What, yeah. can, can we make it work? So Clark, tell me more about the one of your favorite topics, how to make your sound look. I know you love the ability yeah. to hide speakers and do all of that. So just yeah. just quick, like, you know, 100, yeah. 100 foot view of, of what the options are for how you can disguise it or just make it look cool. Yeah. I mean, in theater rooms, certainly with projection, we can hide speakers behind a screen. And the screen can be acoustically transparent, as it were, and it's one of its features. So another sets. advantage to doing the projector yeah. versus doing the yeah. The so we TV can screen. place, we can physically place the speakers exactly where you're viewing the image, as opposed to to the left, to the right, or as close as we can get. Yeah. Um, and you know uh, that can be a big uh, feature decision uh, for you know particular clients uh, for sure. So that's that's a big one. 
Um, but there's a lot of other options, you know, if you, if you're doing a TV room, that's a theater area room, um, you know, and you can't do a projection, whether it's for budget or the size of the room or whatever, there are a lot of speaker options that we can do, including custom matching speakers, both your, your, what's called the left center, right or front array of speakers so that they're, um, matched to the width or the height of the television. Um, we can even combine the center channel so it can be, you know, uh, so it's kind of split in two, as it were. So okay. there's so there's a left and right speaker, but then there's below the left and right speaker. There's also again matched the TV height, a center channel, but it's split kind of in two. So what's nice about that is you get equal coverage on the left and right side. And let's say it's a low ceiling, you can only do a TV, but we want and we want it to be aesthetically really nice, but we have more width. We can extend the width slightly wider than the television and have two speakers on the side. So that's another way to go. And those are all custom matched. From yeah. we have a couple companies that do that for us. Um, and then, of course, um, placement of the surround channels, where those are going. Um, most of the manufacturers now that we deal with for what's called the architectural audio category, which would be in-ceiling or in-wall speakers, yep. make uh, grills that you can um, that have a low profile, for one, sure. and they're magnetic. And if you're careful, and we have very careful instructions, you can, <laughs> uh, you can paint those so they can match the, the wall color in the room and so forth. But the whole idea is to sort of have it disappear. And we, we all, our ultimate goal is we really want the sound to look like it uh, wasn't an afterthought, but it was always there. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, this is meant to be here. You know, this is Absolutely. part of the place. So those are just a few. There's many more to, to go down. To add on the architectural front, there, there are also speakers that are, when installed properly, they just look like sheetrock. You can't even tell there's a speaker. That's wild. Yeah. So they are what we call an invisible speaker. Yeah. Well, so another place that you would want to, I would think that you would want to hide speakers, or I certainly would when, again, when we have this conversation, my dream theater comes we into do your my head. Help. We're ready for you, Luke. The, the subwoofer placed in directly into the seat that I'm sitting in. So yeah, the, sure. the, the, the transition from audio to furniture has a big overlap yeah. But also using the not just the furniture that you're sitting in, but using the furniture in the room right. to blend seamlessly to to, yeah. to borrow from you know what you were saying with the building yeah. around the TV. You can also build it into the furniture. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. There's there's a number of options with uh, some of the manufacturers we use for furniture that do exactly what you said, where they they have essentially a a base shaker built into the seat, and then they also have furniture designed to old speakers, subwoofers, whatever, to make them just be part of the um, look of the furniture yeah. so, so you don't see it. The other thing with furniture, you know, not, it's not just getting, you want something comfortable, right? We yeah. want, you want, if you're building a theater, you, you shouldn't have to get up uh, during a double feature unless you've had too much cola or beer. Yeah. Uh, you want to, you want to sit, you know, it should be your most comfortable chair in the house, right? Absolutely. Right. So we want it to be comfortable, but the other furniture uh, considerations is you want to make sure that your equipment isn't being minimized or damaged or you know compromised because Getting the furniture yeah the furniture isn't set up for for the equipment. Explain uh, what people need to at least the the main considerations if they're trying to do this themselves for furniture. Just yeah, talking about, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, basically the main you know obviously com- comfort lumbar support you know is really important because you're gonna be sitting for a decent amount of time, even to watch a single movie. Gosh, in some movies now, what are they, three plus hours? Sure, I mean, yeah. if you're watching James Cameron's movie, you're going to be sitting for a while. Um, ultimately, you know, there's that. Uh, spatially, if you're doing multiple seats and you're, you're, and you're dealing with seats that, um, that are 
kind of tiered seating, as it were. So sure. you're kind of really trying to create the, the, the Cineplex movie experience in this room. Um, you want to take into account um, the depth of the seat when it's reclined. So when someone's walking behind, they're, sure, it's not going to get in the way of that. And then lastly, I mean, come on, you got to have cup holders. <laughs> you might want some lighting on it. I For mean, there's sure. all there's a lot of great feature sets with seating, but you know, certainly the comfort side of it is a big one. Yeah. Um, we deal with um, a great manufacturer that deals that does a lot of the home kind of cabinetry work that we do. They also have a whole full seating line and they have many different seating styles to look at. So, um, and, and yeah. of course different finishes and all that. So we can, and then for the actual it. equipment, making sure that that fits in there correctly and has not, all that. not just yeah. that it fits in there correctly, but, but also that it's, uh, ventilated properly. So it doesn't get too hot. Yes. Heat and electronics are not good friends. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one place not to skimp, I think we've talked about this before too, is just making sure that you have the proper cables. If you get the the best projector and the best sound yeah. and the best, uh, you know, uh, whatever equipment that you have, so you're you're getting you're getting the best source, you're getting the best output, but make sure you have the right connections between all of these elements so that they can work uh, at their at their height, right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's a future conversation too, because a lot of these systems are networked. So we want to make sure that your network wiring is good today, but it also is going to, and this is obviously a, a larger house conversation as well, but, sure. but you know, the infrastructure is up to the task today and certainly could do things that you may want to do tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then from a fidelity standpoint, yeah, of course, making sure that we spend a lot of time discussing interconnects and, and varying things so we can maximize the performance, whether whatever video or audio device that is. Um, and you don't want to spend too much, but yep. you also don't want to spend too little. So there's the kind of that perfect balance of finding that. Makes and sense. then one other quick point I think that's important if you're considering your budget is power. A lot of people oh. don't think <laughs> about this a lot, but the power that you get out of your walls in your home, even if you have um, you know, uh, some kind of search protection, whole house search protection, so forth. It's less about that because we don't seem to get these huge rolling blackouts in Portland <laughs> often, but you know, other areas of the country do more, but you know, just wait, wait a few years. We may have that, <laughs> but enough. ultimately it's really about how clean the power is okay. and how much, how much you, we can dissipate the noise in the power. So we have a couple devices that we use at varying levels that help at varying octaves to really help to get the best performance, audio and video, that's a, a long conversation, but yeah. but we'll we'll make sure you're getting the right match for what you're putting in. So we're sitting in your theater room, in your showroom right now. This is kind of what I picture in my head when I think of a, a theater room in the um, in the realm that four walls, uh, no windows, and close that door. We've got that perfect dark, but people are not limited to having a dark room be their theater room, right? It can yeah, be, yeah. it can, it can be a room with plenty of natural light when you're not watching the movies and there's options to, to control and use the same system that's controlling your TV to take care of blinds and whatever else uh, someone would want to do. What's the, what's the entry point for that conversation? Yeah. in in short lighting control, um, whether you do using a flat panel TV that maybe has kind of a reflective quality to it that we want to stop those reflections or using a projector and a screen where the, the screen is um, maybe it does have the ability to reject some light, but it's not going to be able to reject it all. So if we can darken that room up, the screen's going to look better. So just the ability to dim lights, not just turn them on and off. And then with your windows, 
hey, we want to be able to control that light that's coming through the windows when we're watching anything. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. So um, not necessarily blackout, but, but something that can at least control that light. Yeah. And so we've got the lighting control. We've got that maximizes your projection too. Some of those blinds and things are very important for the sure. audio quality as well, though, right? It's yeah. not it's it's not just a matter of hanging something up that will will black out the windows yeah. or or yeah. having something like that. How much consideration for audio? Well, it's a kind of a room treatment conversation, right? So yeah. it's it's about controlling those reflections that we that we do or don't want, and. Windows are, are kind of the enemy, um, for, for lack of a better term. They, they're, they're very reflective at high frequencies. They're, they're very um, opaque uh, and, and translucent for low frequencies. So it's, it's, uh, they're not great. Yeah. Um, so if we can do some sort of window treatment that has a little bit of girth to it, just in terms of weight and texture and all that stuff, it usually helps. Uh, and then maybe we don't have to get into all the expense of actually mounting sound panels to the wall and all that stuff. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So I think that brings us, the, if I missed anything, of course, you guys can correct me, but I think that sets up the room. Yeah. But when you walk into that room, you want to be able to make everything work <laughs> in a pretty simple manner, right? Like mm-hmm. you, I, Clark, I know you've told the story where it's, you, you had your first big setup or whatever, but nobody else could control it. But you, right. With the partners that you guys have in control for and, and getting it set up so that everything can work seamlessly. Tell me where we're at with making the, the theater room not your laboratory, but a room that's inviting for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the more important aspects of it because you want everyone in the house to feel comfortable going there and use it and not just have to call the one technologically inclined person or (laughs) us to be able to operate the space. I mean, anytime you have a room where you're dealing with more than a few remotes, then yeah, certainly control immediately comes into the conversation. And one thing, the first thing you want to think about is when you're adding control in your house is the network. Yep. Is the network or what we call the LAN or the local area network, is it up to the task, specifically the router and other aspects of it? Um, and and if and how are you controlling it? Are you using a mobile device? Are you using a handheld remote? Um, are you using a touch screen from the company that creates the control system? I mean, what, what, you know, are you using a keypad on the wall? What, how are you, how are you yeah. operating it? And then once we figure that out and we kind of get the backbone and, and the structure of it in place, um, it's really about simplifying things. So our, our feeling oftentimes is, you know, if you have to do a ton of button pushes to access an individual thing you're trying to do, that's sort of a failure. We're trying to minimize and streamline what you have to do to make any one thing work. Um, so that's the real kind of quick, you know, 5,000 foot view. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, We've done a hundred foot view, a 10,000 foot view. Now 5,000 foot view. We're getting closer. We're, we're not consistent with how far we're looking at any of this from. We're getting closer. But the, the one th- <laughs> the one thing that seems to be consistent with this conversation, and I think part of the reason why it's so important that if you're planning on putting a home theater to talk to somebody that has done it before, yeah, is that it's constantly going from the from the be- beginning to the end, and everywhere in between, you you have to start with the end in mind. 
right? You you can't you can't have the the control can't be there without the network. The the right. the audio and video can't be there without the power. If the room is not set up right in the beginning, then you're going to have these these other problems that crop up. Whether it's the reflective sound or the 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 light coming in, you know, from the windows. So there's the the starting with the end in mind has a lot more to do with this process than going, all right, I'm going to put up the TV and then make adjustments as I go. That's no way to get a home theater built. I think being being open-minded, you know, I mean, if you come in and you have a vision of what you want to do in your space and then say, okay, I'm not exactly sure. I think I know what I need, but I, you know, oftentimes you know enough to be dangerous. We talk to these people and and what we always say is, Hey, come in with what you want. Yep. And then we can have some rough conversations around budget and so forth. And, you know, if you have pictures of the space, you have some floor plans, great. That's enough to get us started. And yep. then, then we can start working on um, custom designing what's really needed for the space and for your budget and for your scope and, and, and really make it seem fitted for that space. But that's if you, as long as you come in with that, we yep. don't expect people to come in with uh, every other detail. It's just more of like how you want to use the system. And then we'll ask the questions like yeah. that you may not know to ask to help guide that process a little further. So it's, so it's not a conversation about what you want the space to be. It's how you want the space to be. It's, it's how, how are you using the space is a, is a more important conversation than yeah. what upholstery do you want? What do you want it right. to look like? Yeah. What do you want? It's, it's that's yeah. really what it is. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's the microcosm, right? It's, it's yeah. the, the first part of this is is ultimately that that big question of what are you going to use it for? Yeah. How are you going to use it? Um, is it is it just you and a spouse or are there kids? Are you going to entertain with family and friends? I mean, what all yeah. of these things matter, and then it, we can start to delineate what makes sense based on all of those different answers. Well, it's kind of like what you said, Clark, then with the, the cabling, right? Mm. You don't want to, you don't want to spend more money than you need to. You, you can certainly yeah. over purchase on any of these little elements, right? Yeah. You, oh, you, you, you can over purchase and now you're throwing money away for something yeah. that you'll never hit the, the maximum threshold for, right. for whatever this product is. But I imagine it's the same thing where if you get the right projector and the wrong screen, you get the, the right, uh, the right speaker array, but the wrong, the wrong acoustics in the room there, each one of these elements has to kind of work in harmony. So, so taking this, taking this 9,000 foot view, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And and looking, and looking (laughs) at it from, from, from this angle though, you realize how you have to kind of set up this harmonious pattern of each element working together Otherwise, you'll get yourself in a trap where you're you're overspending on the wrong things, underspending on the other things. There's just a, a home theater uh, is is not as simple as any one element. Yeah, does that sound a- right? Absolutely correct. Absolutely right. Okay. Yep. Well, I think that puts a, a lovely little bow on things here. Is there anything else that you guys want to add uh, before we uh, hang things up for today? We just look forward to getting started on your theater. Luke. We're ready to go. We've been waiting. <laughs> so do I. I'm waiting for that lottery ticket to catch up. And then that will be good to go because every time I talk to you guys, I get these ideas, but I, I do love the idea of coming in and going, hey, we're not here trying to squeeze everything we can out of your budget. What we're trying to do is get a room that works for you. And, yep. and there's a lot of elements where it's we can save money. And then the other thing too, I think you said this, Clark, was make sure that it is a we we set the foundation so that 
we can grow as technology changes yeah, absolutely. and you want to improve. You don't, you don't need to put everything in the first go round, but if you don't plan with the future in mind, then you're going to get stuck with, this is really all we can do with the space. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what you want to do is go onto your computer, go to encoreaudiovideo.com. You can look at some of the designs that are already there that these guys have worked on. You can listen to more podcasts if there's anything specific that you want to, but the easiest way to do it is just talk to these guys. Come down, come on down to the showroom, check it out. You can show them, uh, you know, uh, any of the array of, of televisions or things that are set up here. But the real money is where you get them in your space, where they can tell you what they can do for your vision of what you'd like for your home. On karatevideo.com, 14th and Everett here in the Pearl. More podcasts available on odyssey.com if you want to listen. And we'll do another one uh, here in uh, in a couple months and, and get another topic for you yeah. all to listen to. Cool. Sounds good, Luke. Gentlemen, thank you, as always. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. If you have questions about today's topic or to schedule your free consultation with Jeff and Clark, go to EncoreAudioVideo.com.